welcome to this week's What Women Binge. I'm here with Amanda. Hello. And we have a special guest today, you guys. Zooming in, we have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! Yay. You might know her from Laguna Beach, from the hills, um, or from her many, many products and brands and wonderful like female entrepreneurship. And if you're not following her on Instagram, you need to. It's great. <laughs> Hi, girl. Hi, how are you both? It's such a pleasure. Good. Thanks for being here. So are you in uh, sunny Cal? No, uh, I live in New York City. Oh, you're in New York. York. 2012, actually. She's oh, really? New- a city oh, girl. Oh, that's my city. That's where I was raised. I was- oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in New York for such a long time. Um, I live in Soho. Okay. But I think I'm moving to Gramercy, actually. Ooh, um, right, that's fun. Right by the park. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I uh, I didn't realize I'm such a near. Have you had a bagel in a while? You know, there's a great bagel place right by me called Pop Up Bagels, oh. and it's so interesting because with the way that TikTok is now, one place can have one video go viral, and it completely changes their business. Mm-hmm. It goes from just a spot in the neighborhood to a spot in the neighborhood with a line with 50 people out the door, which is so great for the business. It's so annoying for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had, I had pop-up bagels recently, but the line that you got to wait in to get a pop-up bagel is really, it's astronomical. So you can tell so us, is it worth it? committed to the bagel that morning. <laughs> yeah, is it? And, and did you find that it was worth it? Is it worth the wait? Oh, delicious bagels, delicious bagels. They're just like perfect New York bagels, great cream cheese. It's, uh, there you it's go. a, so it's then, popular for so reason, then you buy so. stock in it as soon as it goes public because like Shake Shack, <laughs> like that happened with Shake Shack, right? They were in like Union yeah. Union Square, and like Madison Square Park, yeah. And then it, oh, they were Madison Square Park, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, when you see that line forming, you, the Cronuts craze. Remember the Cronuts yes. craze? My sisters made my stepdad wait in that line for a very long time for their Cronuts in the morning. So yeah, the secret to a lot of these places in New York is that. Most of them are on delivery, and so you don't actually have to wait in the line. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And they probably get done first, right? They probably want to get those online yes. orders out the door. Things that yeah. I should have thought of. And that's all I do with Starbucks now. All I do is pre-order. to Like today on my way here, I was like, didn't have time for lunch. Went and got my like egg white feta wrap, whatever. And I was like, pre-order, walk in, grab it. I'm eating and walking out the door. <laughs> like So nice. Yeah, it saves so much time. But anyway, so, okay, so we have so much to cover. So... I have to ask you, like, about, like, the hills, right? So what is, like, your number one question from fans when you run into people or when you get interviewed? Like, what's the number one question? We just have to, like, cover that real quick. I think that the the primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> so is Which, it? <laughs> in 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV, like, gauntlet at this point you know and there has been a reality tv reckoning with bethany frankel leading the way and you know reality has changed a lot but i think that the hills and they're going to have such a special place in people's hearts that they really want to believe it um you know for like what it how it was presented right that makes sense yeah Um, but the reality is is that you know those shows are made and produced in the same way that any reality show is and now you know, there's so much more insight into how that is done um, and how like strategic it can be for people on the show and how manipulative like networks and directors can be. Nobody has any of that awareness. And so they still like think of it as this very special, you know, yeah. thing. and it is a very special thing. You know, people hold it close in their hearts. Um, so, yeah, they want to know if it was real or not. And it was half real. 
Yes. Yeah, so would they like? Would they like? So it was. It was completely unscripted, though, right? So like, you wouldn't get. There were no. Yeah, there were no scripts. I was not like sent a script every day. So but like, would they leave happened, hints, like books laying around you should talk about, or you know, things like that? A pack of condoms on the counter, and all of a sudden you're like <laughs> trying to figure out whose they are. No, they didn't really manipulate stuff like that, but it was very much like, here's the production schedule, be at this place at this time, and this is the stuff that we're going to cover today. And hey, we're going to like repo the cameras eight times so that we get you walking in the room from five different angles because who knows how we're going to want to cut it, right? Oh, wow. So in that way, it was a very like traditional, uh, you know, like TV set. Series in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you had to do numerous takes of certain things. They'd ask you to repeat things like do that again or can you say that again or. Can you say that again? Can you say that this way? Okay, guys, it's time to take room tone. And Uh, one of the most interesting things was they always use that room tone footage to make us look bad on TV. Oh, wow. Because you're just standing there holding still. So for those at home that don't know, room tone is like. Like looking at the wall, being silent for 60 seconds so that they can get the room tone for the sound quality. And then they take that clip of you looking blank out the window and cut it in. Uh Here's your RBF for this episode. Oh, no way. That's interesting. You know, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, that's interesting. The only experience I have with something like that was probably similar was like Dancing with the Stars. Um, they had a lot of production moments, right? So when we were rehearsing and dancing, they'd be like, oh, can you say that again? Oh, do that again. I have to get over here. Oh, wait, I wasn't rolling. Or, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, redos of things you said, but they want a closer tight shot yeah. or that kind of thing. So, well, Lo, what are you binging these days? I'm binging an old, an older show um, that had a new season last year. Um, what we do in the shadows Ooh, oh, yeah. yes. It's That's my fa- one of my favorite shows. Can you tell? I've, I've never watched it. Marissa like- is on that. Oh, Marissa oh. is? Marissa Jarrett Winoker? Yes. Oh, that's our little friend. It is, it is the funniest. Um, it's, it's a mockumentary. I think that's what you call. Yes. I think that's what you call it. It's a mockumentary about this um, friend group of van vampires that live in a house together on Staten Island. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do and need to watch this. They live in like a castle kind like of house. The Ottoman Empire through like <laughs> present day. So they like have all become vampires at different points in history and they all live together. And it's just their funny vampire life on Staten Island. And oh my um, gosh, it's great. It's their, uh, they have a guy, Guillermo, who's their, um, what's it called? You know, a human who like takes care of like vampires. a butler. Oh, okay. So how many yeah. seasons are how so you're on the last season right now or you're like five mid? Seasons. There's five seasons right now. And I think there's one more season coming out. I think so. And, and there's a the movie. Part, oh, okay. Yeah. So the show was created based off of a movie that was then adapted for television. Oh, um, okay. I think an Australian film. And it just is very, very funny. I'm going to watch this. I'm also binging Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> oh, oh yes! I hear that's really a wonderful yes. show, and I have not. I don't. I swear, even though I'm in the industry, there's not enough hours for. There's anybody. not enough hours to watch everything. I right now I'm all into the Oscar screeners and stuff, trying to figure out who I want to win, and you know, trying to get my husband to sit down and watch one of those is like impossible. Last night I tried to get through some episodes of this show, and I was like, 
dozing off, wake up, dozing off. And then of course I turn off the, I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to go to sleep, turn off the TV, pick up my phone because I have to turn, I, my, my phone is my remote control, unfortunately. So I go to turn off the TV and then I'm like, oh, I should check that text. Oh, they want to know what time to, let me check my four calendar. Hours oh, wait. later. Four hours later, I'm still on my phone. I sh- could have watched four episodes of a show. And I was like, yeah, totally. So I, I, I feel like I'm like behind on all this stuff. I'm gonna have to check out all this stuff. Love on the Spectrum is really great. Very so have, heartwarming. There's a lot of seasons of that, right? There's a couple of seasons. They shot different seasons in different places. There's an Australia version. Oh. And there's a U.S. version. And there's a couple seasons of both. And some of the same people appear on the second season and come back to find love or continue on their journey for love. Oh. And it was just the most charming, heartwarming show. I, gotta, um, I have to watch it's that. Really I sweet. love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally binge worthy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. It's very popular. Okay. So what about, oh, oh wait, no, sorry. I, I was going to ask like, like books, podcasts, anything like that, that you're really into right now. So I listen to this American life every Sunday. Oh, okay. um, classic American of you. Yeah, I, you know, with everything going on in the world, you know, I'm a big listener to sort of the New York Times programming, you know, I listen to the daily every morning, which is like, obvious, right? A lot of people listen to that to catch up on the news. But I love this American life. Um, And they had just such an interesting episode come out recently. Um, And I'm going to butcher the description of this episode. But it was about it was people's stories or experiences through a lens that they didn't understand, right? Um, And so like one of the examples they gave was in Toronto, these people found a tunnel that had been built underground. And instead of the American POV, which would be like, oh, it's obviously a terrorist building a tunnel (laughs) underground. Instead, the cops did a press conference and they're like, hey, we found a tunnel. Like, does anyone know anything about this tunnel? And it turns out it was just a guy who lived in the neighborhood who like lived with his mother and sister and wanted a man cave for himself. So he uh, decided to- A literal cave. Underground. He built himself a so cave. He just dug himself one. Reality of things that you wouldn't think about at first. And it was just such a great, interesting episode. I don't know. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm like, I'm really into people's like storytelling. Yeah, that's interesting. Awesome. I thought you were going to go a different way with that for a second. I mean, because you've said because <laughs> um, I was in Ottawa filming a movie last year and we're looking around at all the statues walking around the capital city, just like looking at the statues and the monuments and stuff and reading up on them like, oh, I got to read about this. I got to read about that. And there's a woman, a statue to a woman. And I was like, that's interesting. You rarely see statues to women. So I'm like, I'm going to go look at this and read the plate. And it said that she saved so many lives in the War of 1812 against the Amer- like she was basically <laughs> like against the Americans. So she was like. <laughs> she killed this many people or rescued this many of her own, like, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, it was about how many she killed, I think. And you're like, oh. And I was like, oh, we were on the other side of that. Like, it was just interesting to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I must be how there British feel when they come over and perspectives. Yeah. they hear about the tea party or something, right? <laughs> um, that's yeah. cool. I'll have to check that out. I actually don't know that. So is this a, a podcast or a radio show? It's a radio show. And I guess they do have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is NPR. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's Public radio. Um, I think it was uh, on NPR. Yeah. Uh, oh, I might have been on um, that then. That's why I know the name. Now plays through the New York Times app, and it's um it's an Ira Glass show. Okay. Um, really, just about great American storytelling. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds really, really interesting. And I'm yeah, Ira Glass. Ever. It's like a beautifully made and and produced show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Okay. But I also, I'm looking, do you, maybe you guys have a recommendation. I'm obsessed with the British Royal family and I really want to start listening to an episode about like British Royal family gossip. So do you guys have a recommendation? <laughs> well, I always recommend not British <laughs> outlet to relieve my stress. <laughs> not necessarily British, but if you like, um, kind of historical stuff like that. There's a podcast I'm obsessed with that I've talked about since day one on this on this podcast um, yeah. called Noble Blood. And it's okay. basically she finds stories of emperors, empresses, kings, queens. It can be even dukes and whatnot. And basically the, it's like a 30, usually about a 30 minute episode about some kind of bloody war or or trauma or like you can get into Henry VIII or you can get into like apparently there was someone who called himself the emperor of America so like wait what yeah he lived in San Francisco and there's a whole episode about him oh the brain's not with us but I'm googling this the emperor the emperor of the United States of America I think was his title um obviously like self-proclaimed but like people took it seriously for I, there's a whole episode about it it's it's fascinating they'll be like I heard, yeah, I just norton totally this is totally in my wheelhouse and i love her, her voice is very soothing but doesn't put you to sleep like okay. i have to say like i love listening to her when i drive oh, what's her name you love her um i i adore her um and she she has a few podcasts and books and whatnot Hold on. Schwartz? is this the host yes yes yeah yeah yeah, and it's it's honestly it's my favorite. It's like my go-to when I'm like I need something not warm and fuzzy but reliable <laughs> with good entertainment and a little bit of I love entertainment mixed with um learning. And I feel like I learn a little bit more about human history in general when I listen to this and mm-hmm. it's it's one of my absolute favorites. But as far as British goes, I don't uh, know. There's one called I had to look it up what what it's called cuz I've just turned it on now. It's called Even the Royals. Oh. Yeah. I want like a juicy royal podcast. It's not I mean, I would say it is kind of a modern viewpoint on the royal family. Sometimes they have on people who are like completely anti the patriarchy. You know? And then but other times it's like gossip from the princesses are doing this or, you know, we've heard this about the things going on between William and Harry, you know, and things like that. So it, if you're into that, we did even the rich, you, you turned me on. Even the rich, is, even is the rich is a similar. podcast. You know, this one low. No, no. So they do seasons of topics. So I guess right yeah. now it looks like back to Benifer. So it's JLo and Benifer and Ben Affleck, but they did Snoop and Martha. They did a few episodes of that. And then they'll throw in like, they do a Rich and Daily. So they'll throw in like a Daily episode, but then they do like these sets. So there was a whole set of Dolly. Um, so I think they did one on the, on the, on maybe Meghan Markle. Let's see what or, season they're on now. Oh, Prince Harry. They did a few episodes. They did yeah. three episodes on Prince Harry. Um, so you'll find some stuff. They did Free Britney. So they have these topics and they go on them for a little while. So mm-hmm. even the Royals, it looks like there's 20 episodes up now. So you got plenty to catch up on. They've oh. got one. My favorite one, what got me in is it may be the very first one is the Grace Kelly episode. Oh, because I want to hear an that American princess, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. check that one out. I like it a lot. Very cool. So I normally find bras to be really uncomfortable and constricting, but I have to tell you that Skims has changed everything. I have been wearing Skims now for a year and recently just tried their bras and I am madly in love. I will never go back. I preach the gospel of the Skims bra to legitimately every friend we talk to. Yeah, even the underwire bras I'm wearing all day. I barely notice I'm wearing them. I don't want to take them off, like rip them off me when I first get home. 
No, and historically that has been me. Like I come home, I take off my hard clothes, aka the underwire bras and the jeans, and I get into my soft stuff. But with Skims, I don't feel like I have to do that anymore. No, and Skims is also creating the next generation of underwear and bras for every body. And it literally fits every body. Yeah, right I'm now, telling you. I'm actually wearing mine right now. I'm wearing my Fits Everybody push-up bra in Onyx. Me too. I'm wearing my Fits Everybody t-shirt. Which yeah, I love yeah. the I love the push-up too, but the t-shirt bra is like it goes with everything. Y'all, I'm I'm in pajamas right now and I have on a bra. Why? Because it makes me feel good. And when it, you take the clothes off, like date nights just got better because it's so comfortable. <laughs> you don't even notice you're wearing them. And then like, you you know, all of a sudden you're in your sexy little, you know, skimpies. And yeah, happy Valentine's Day to us. Right? <laughs> These bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you'll feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Yes, Skims offers a complete system of bra solutions for every need and style, and their bras are available now in 62 sizes from 30A to 46H. It's incredible. Believe the hype. I'm telling you, we love these things. We would not tell you about them if we didn't love them. We'd live in them. Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason, y'all. Yeah, Skims bras are now available at skims, S-K-I-M-S dot com. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. Yes, please support the podcast by letting them know that you love our podcast and you love Skims. And if you're looking for a gift for your Valentine or for yourself, Skims just launched their best Valentine shop ever, also available at skims.com. Thank you, Skims, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Okay, so now we have to talk about fem care. Yes. Because A, I've never heard that term before and I'm obsessed. I think it's so cool. Fem care. And yeah, fem care. Yeah, femcare actually is a term that has been around for a while. It is a term that I think historically has been used more like by industry people who work in consumer products mm. to describe what you traditionally think of as like the tampon aisle, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so at Love Wellness, which is the company um, you know, that I founded back in 2016, um, we make actually effective femcare products. And what we mean by that is that fem care is more than period care. Uh, we know that feminine health starts actually in your gut. Gut health uh, regulates and supports vaginal health and hormonal health. And so we focus on the gut, the vagina, and hormones when it comes to fem care. And we are a very like science forward fem care company. And so we make our products with unapolo- unapologetically high ingredient standards. So that means no fragrance in our fem care. That means no essential oils. That means no sugar in any of our vitamins. Uh, the amount of sugar that is in a gummy vitamin like will horrify you. I use them for dessert um, as opposed to actually what they're for in, in a lot of cases. I'll be like, dessert, I'll have some gummy yeah. vitamins. And so, you know, in order to take care of your gut vagina hormones, your products really need to be made to be biome positive, which means supporting your different microbiomes in and on your body. And those ingredients that we purposefully do not include in our ingredients, in our opinion, are microbiome disruptors, endocrine disruptors, irritants. And so we're one of the only femcare brands that makes, you know, these types of products, whether it's, you know, a vaginal suppository, a vaginal probiotic, 
a gut health probiotic, what have you, through this lens, right? Um, science forward, you know, very limited ingredients. Um, and that is what makes our products work so well. How did you get um, educated on that? Like, is this something- I am a freaking science nerd. So <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were going to ask me what I'm binging from a book perspective. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Mary Roach is my favorite writer. She's like the best science writer in America. And she writes books about everything from like cadavers to how food gets digested in your body. And um, it's just fascinating. And I think it gives an inside like insight into who I am as a person and why I started a wellness business. Um, when I started the company, I was really sick. I was depressed. I was anxious. I kept getting yeast infections and UTIs. And it took 18 months for my general practitioner um, to even order just a blood test to like wow. try to understand what was going on beneath the surface. Oh, As wow. women, I think we're gaslit in the medical community often, right? I'm for sure. sure. You, yeah. mm-hmm. you have a complaint. It's like, oh, you're just stressed. You're just tired. It's like, just anxiety. Yeah. So it turns out that I was dealing with really, really severe vitamin deficiencies. And it was a reflection of an underlying gut health issue that I think came about because of lifestyle and environment, right? Like I'm the antibiotic generation, mm-hmm. you know, so oh. an antibiotic for every earache, sore throat, et cetera. I, we're eating preserved foods every day, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, Everything has contaminants, irritants, et cetera, in it, and it's making us sick and it's affecting our microbiome health. Um, And so it definitely took me a while to kind of do the research and start to connect the dots. And I did this with the support of really fantastic forward thinking medical practitioners, um, you know, OBGYNs, endocrinologists, gastroenterologists that really helped me form my kind of perspective or like POV on women's health and what a brand would need to be to actually like change the status quo in the category. Yeah. Right. And so where did it start? Exa- like, give me the exact like. So you told us like kind of why you went to um, the doctor, right? You, you said mm-hmm. why, you, why you went, you were having some issues, but like, what's the first thing you thought of and you wanted to like create and then you wanted to, and then who's the first person you got like to do the work with you? Like, you know, like yeah. how, how does something like this start? Yeah. So um, I, this is gross for the guys in the studio. Oh, they can handle it. At work all the time. So I was getting yeast infections, which is like gross, but like prescriptions weren't working. And my OBGYN, I was seeing a great doctor at the time. And she was like, you know what, we're going to go old school. Let's try a boric acid suppository. And I was like, what's that? Wow. <laughs> and I say that again. She, a what suppository? Boric? A boric, boric acid. acid. Okay. So a boric acid suppository is a single ingredient suppository. But back then you'd have to take that prescription and go to your compounding pharmacy and have it made Mm. with that single ingredient with like a medical grade boric acid. And it took me a few days and hundreds of dollars to get them like in my hands. Right. And so that experience was highly inefficient and highly inaccessible for most people. Um, But the suppository worked so well at supporting overall vaginal health pH levels that I thought, wouldn't it be incredible if a product like this was more readily available and accessible and affordable? 
And this was in like 2015 when I was like dealing with these health, health issues. And, and so I started to do research to that point, right? And um, worked with a doctor, um, you know, who helped to develop the first version of our boric acid. You know, you get a great contract manufacturer on board to manufacture you the product. You know, you go through, you know, established, you know, testing, clearances, et cetera. Um, yeah, that's got to be a long process, right? Because it's product to market. Yeah. But yeah, I, I started the company by myself out of my living room um, in terms of like I was a solo founder and operator. Um, wow. Eight years later, we're 45 people were available at uh, Target, Walmart, Ulta nationwide. Wow. Like, different parts of the store. So it goes to show what, um, you know, some research on behalf of, of women's health really can do. You're like Amazing a current thing. day Madame Curie in a way. Like you're like, yeah. I feel like you're like, you know, making things more available and and changing and the world, educating people that's on. So yeah, great. that's amazing. That's truly amazing. So it's called Love yeah. Wellness, right? Love Wellness. And yes. I'm looking at the website right now. I just love that right now the pop up is a poop better sale. There's a poop better sale right now. Yeah. So we make a lot of vaginal health products, but we also make a lot of gut health products because remember gut health regulates and helps to support vaginal health, right? Your gut microbiome is connected to your vaginal microbiome. The bacteria in your gut, you can imagine them like texting the bacteria in your vagina. (laughs) It's called quorum sensing. That's the scientific term. And if your gut bacteria are healthy and like populating well, they literally send little messages down to your vaginal microbiome to tell those bacteria to behave in the same way. What? Yeah. And your vagina is actually an immunity organ. I'm sure you guys hear about like vaginal pH levels. It's kind of like a key word, you know, over the past few years. And it's because your vaginal pH, um, which in the healthy range for a vagina is acidic, 3.8 to 4.2, helps to prevent the overgrowth of bad bacteria, yeast, STDs, et cetera. Um, And it's your vaginal microbiome that regulates your vaginal pH. And so you can understand like how upstream gut health. It all connects. Yeah. Did you go to school for any of, did you have to like get a, degree and pharmaceutical like how like how involved is this whole process or did you just learn by default by like wanting to do this one product and then it just grew and you educated yourself and you talked to people like how did that happen yeah more of the latter um I went to UCLA so my undergraduate degree is from UCLA um I always wanted to be a doctor and so again like I have deep interest in the subject matter um but my childhood television career happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the reality is that a lot of this research is widely available. And if you have an interest in a topic, you know, you can go do that research, right? That's amazing. (laughs) And so um, that's really what it's come down to. But I will say we have always had an incredible medical advisory board from day one that helps to guide our product innovation, ingredients that we select. Um, We're putting all of our products through clinical trials this year. So um, we're going to have, you know, clinical results that we get to share with our customers this year, which is really, really exciting. Um, 
it's really interesting, right? Because you think it's the job of like a big pharma company or a university to do clinicals and to do all of this research. But when it comes to women's health, there is a major research gap and it is starting to become the responsibility of women's wellness companies to do the research and provide the clinicals themselves. Right. And at at this point, that's what customers are asking of us. And Mm. so that's what we're doing. Um, And our hope is, is that, you know, all of these results are extremely validating in the category and like really help to move the needle when it comes to women's wellness, not only in the United States, but, but internationally. Yeah. That's fascinating. Right. Like that's where we would like to go. Well, I'm going to start. I, I, I'm going to, I'm like placing my order on the website right now. I mean, I see the boric <laughs> acid suppositories right there. Hey, Amanda, did you know that 60% of our bodies are made out of water? I did know that. So if you're like me, you probably don't trust your tap water and you might want to find another solution. And you know what that is? What is it? It's AquaTrue. Oh. Having safe, clean water (laughs) is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in its tap water. And we obviously want our kids to grow up strong and healthy. Yes. And being hydrated is super important to me. You know, you want the kids to be healthy. You want to stay hydrated. I work out a lot. You work out a lot. We sweat a lot. You want to stay hydrated. And it's super important. That's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They have water purifiers to fit every type of home from installation-free, like you said, countertop purifiers to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier with a mineral boost option. Yeah, AquaTrue removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS in your water supply. That's so interesting. And the filters are affordable. They last a long time. There's no changing them every two to three months. The AquaTrue filters last from Six months to two years. That's a good amount of time. I love that. Just one set of filters from the classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste, which you know I love. Yes, I do. Well, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. So today, our listeners will receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code WWB at checkout. That's right. 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code WWB. Thank you, AquaTrue, for being a sponsor of What Women Binge. But I wanted to ask you real quick, personally, starting yes. to step into, because, okay, so you're, you're, are you 37? Is that? 30. Yes, I'm 37. So you and Amanda are the same. I saw it on Wikipedia. <laughs> you and, you and Amanda are the same age. I'm 10 years older, but, um, so, it, well, back me up real quick. So you did the hills from when to when and Laguna Beach from when to when, like how old were you? Oh. Yeah, so Laguna, we filmed my senior year of high school, and then it debuted on TV my freshman year of college. So that was like 2004, 2005, 2006. And then I was at UCLA, was asked to do The Hills after that show had been on for maybe two seasons. And Mm. so basically my time, you know, spent in the industry was 2004 to about... 2010, 2011. Okay. I moved to New York in 2012. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, and then you started the company in 20, technically 2016, but you were researching it in 2015. Yeah. I mean, I was dealing with my own like 
um, illness, 2014, 2015, 2016, and searching for a lot of answers. And there was not a lot of good information out there, um, you know, in terms of what I was dealing with and struggling with. But, you know, in, in hindsight, um, and anecdotally, to a certain degree, all of the symptoms I were dealing with were, were connected. It wasn't obvious that they were connected, but they were because they all point back to a gut health issue, okay. right? Because depression and anxiety, when you're not able to get the nutrients you need, can be reflective of a gut health issue. Because if you have a gut health issue, you may not be absorbing all the nutrients you need from your food. Right. Oh. And the deficiencies that I had were B and D deficiencies, which very much- I was about to ask if it was a D deficiency. Yeah, the neurological symptoms that I was experiencing. Um, So, you know, I had to play detective, but when you have all the clues and you finally put the pieces of the puzzle together, it's very easy to to see the picture. So can you be detective for me real quick? Because I'm like stepping into the perimenopause phase here and I'm starting to feel these like- little rage moments, like <laughs> reflective of like, uh, um, uh, adolescence rage. Like, you know, I feel like hormone you know, surges. Yeah. Teen spirit is coming back. Um, so every once in a while I just get, and I, and I just, I mean, and I have a, um, I had a, um, kind of a hormone pill. Thanks to my husband. He was like, here, you should take this. <laughs> um, and, and I, I don't know if it's placebo effect or what, but I would take it and be like, I'm calmer. But like, I wasn't like, you know, I, I like it might just be placebo effect. But like, I see you have these. So when you go to hormone under your lovewellness.com, you have like mood pills, big brain probiotics. That's all kind of daily love. Can you like, what would you guide me to if you, if like my number one kind of thing right now seems to be my like mood swings? Yeah. So, um, daily love is our, 25 plus ingredient multivitamin. And I would say that it is great for somebody who is starting to kind of enter perimenopause. I think like in menopause, a a different kind of formula would be um, perhaps more helpful for you. But the types of ingredients that are in daily love, I think really support that kind of transition into perimenopause. And there's a lot of herbal ingredients in our multivitamin that is not like a, you know, traditional like nutrient, right? Or like mineral, but ingredients like chastberry root or St. John's wort, things like that, that have been, you know, used in different cultures for thousands of years to support, you know, women's hormone balance. Um, and, you know, the research is out there, right? A lot yeah. of these ingredients actually have been clinically studied to support perimenopause, menopause, and, you know, the symptoms of, of those things. Um, and so I think what's great about daily love is that it's really more than a multivitamin because of the botanicals that we put in those botanicals help to support a balanced body through the hormonal lens. Is there probiotic in it as well? Does it do, or is that separate? No, there's not probiotics in daily love, but we make a a separate probiotic products. Um, Hard to make an everything pill because yeah. you have to put so many ingredients and the pill would be so big. <laughs> well, and I get nervous about like, cause I take magnesium sometimes at night and then I'm like, I was having a surgery recently or I forget what I was having, maybe like a colonoscopy. I don't know. But they were like, don't take magnesium before this. And I was like, oh, so I get so scared of like mixing things. If I take yeah. more than one pill, I'm like, I don't know if I should be mixing this with that because I think we used to take like potassium and magnesium together and now you're not – or so I don't know, something like that where I get like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. (laughs) 
That's actually really important to highlight. And, you know, as a company that makes supplements, we always impress upon people that, you know, before you start a new product or start a new routine, you should talk to your doctor about it, Mm. right? I think that supplements can feel really harmless because they're everywhere, but every body is different. And going to your doctor and being like, hey, this is what I'm interested in taking, I think it's a really, really important part of like creating a new routine, right? Like I didn't know that you shouldn't take magnesium before you get a colonoscopy. I don't know. It's not that. It's something. I forget what it is. Right. I had like a, I had a facial the other day, one of those PRP facials. Maybe it was that. I don't know. Cause it would make you bleed too much or it would make you, I forget. There was something where they were like, don't take. And I was like, I'm not going to take magnesium for a few days before I do this. I love my magnesium. I can't remember what it was though. (laughs) Oh no. I had a chest x-ray too. Cause I had some like phlegm issues and I thought I might have like I don't know, some serious issue, but I forget what it was, but it was something like something I did that was kind of, you know, like not, a, not a big deal, but there was, was ibuprofen. like oftentimes you're not, you shouldn't take blood thinners yeah. before you get like, big laser work done or anything. Cause they're worried about like, you know, maybe that was it. There was something like that. Not Interesting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it's important to talk to your doctor about this stuff um, because they know your medical history and everybody is different. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just had my mammogram, so got to do it. Get yep. the squish. We got to do these things. Um, so we have ten questions. We usually ask, or yeah, we have ten questions. We have, so we're technically this is the first episode of our tenth season. We're, we're going to ask you some questions, but because it's our tenth season, we wanted to do something fun, and we're bringing back a question from each season before. So actually, it's nine questions because there's only been nine seasons. So we're going to ask you one of these. I mean, nine of these questions that we've had previously, just to see, <laughs> okay. just to have some fun. All right. Um, is there a movie that you feel you should have watched, but you haven't yet? Uh, the new Napoleon movie. Oh yeah. Yes. I did. I want, I saw that poster in the theater and I was like, I got to see that movie. I still haven't. That's a good point. And you know, I love the royal history. So yeah, that's on my list. Oh, have you ever watched the TV show Versailles? Yes. Oh, so good. Wait, I what? love it. It's too violent and brutal for you. Oh, I can't watch that one. Yeah, a lot of rape and murder until like the third season. Well, when I it think gets the into new Napoleon movie is that too, right? Yeah, so probably. I probably can't watch that one. Yeah. Dang it. Um, is there a TV villain that you love to hate? Love to hate. Could it be someone on your show? I don't know. Show. <laughs> I just ran into Whitney Port the other day. By the way. Did you guys have a good relationship on the show? Was that like... Yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, I haven't seen her in a long time, but it's funny. I think, you know, the person I love to hate is any host of like a competitive reality show. (laughs) (laughs) I always am like, you're in on it. Like Wayne Brady? (laughs) Like, you're setting them up. So anyone that gets the job of hosting a competitive reality show is always the person that I'm like, that's mm-hmm. funny. It's I'm a good watching thing. you. It's a good thing my Bialik <laughs> is backed out of Jeopardy then, I guess. Oh, I love Jeopardy, but I, I am a Ken Jennings fan. Jeopardy ah. is not in that category. Okay? <laughs> I don't Wayne know. Brady's I, too sweet and goofy. During during the strike, you know, Ken wrote all of the questions. Oh, really? Yes. they Because they couldn't have oh, writers. That's why they kept him? Yeah. Over her, so. right? Wasn't there? I don't know. There was some kind of drama there. So, I mean, he is kind of in on it. <laughs> oh, he is technically. He is the villain. But Will Ferrell playing a game show host in the Jeopardy game show host in um, oh, so good. Saturday Night Live is like the best thing ever. Um, do you have a favorite book genre? 
Yeah, I like I like I like science. Yeah, you so said that didn't you? I would point you back to like anything written by Mary Roach. She yeah, Mary really Roach. I gotta write that down. Of putting storytelling around science. I like that. You have you ever read Comfort Crisis? No, I am obsessed. I just finished it. My husband and I just finished it. I mean, I've been talking about it on this podcast for a long time, but I finally finished it. I kind of waited on the last few chapters, but it is it's just interesting to me. It's not necessarily science based. It's just a guy exploring how we've gotten to what he calls the comfort creep, where mm. we've slowly become more and more. All we do is try to make ourselves more comfortable. It's more well, psychology than so oh sort of. Gosh, yeah. well, he goes out caribou hunting in the Arctic as his masogi because a masogi is supposed to be like you're only fifty percent sure you can actually accomplish what you're the mission you're out after, and so he's like he it kind of intertwines with this like caribou hunt, but he goes to like he goes to see the Dalai Lama and that learn about cool. like yeah, it's really interesting, and I mean he talks about everything from diet to exercise to lifestyle to keeping our thermostat at the right, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been talking about it on here for a long time, but I'm obsessed. I'm I'm literally on Amazon hitting buy now right now. Yeah. I tried to get it at the library, but it was like a way long backlist. So I just did the audiobook. All right. Mine's coming in a day and a half. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And then he's got another one. I haven't read that one yet, but the scarcity, the scarcity, something scarcity brain, but I love all that. Um, but I'm going to check out your Mary Roach girl, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have... Oh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, probably anything Taylor Swift or Madonna. <laughs> probably Madonna, uh, like, Papa Don't Preach. Oh, oh. So ba- you're taking it back with Madonna. I feel like, like I don't hear a lot of Madonna. collection from my youth, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. See, I would go, like, Ray of Light Madonna. I would do, like, La Isla Benita mm-hmm. and pretend I can speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there a reboot that you liked better than the original? If you say Sabrina, I'll slap you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never say such a thing. Um, is there a reboot I like better than the original? Next question. I'm going to think Next about that. Next question. Okay. okay. Uh, first concert. My first concert was No Doubt. <gasps> oh, That's what a great, great one. one. What Coming album do you know? In California. I am a major, major No Doubt fan. Well, it's and so also funny. Sublime, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God. Like, that's my wheelhouse. You literally just named all the... It's so funny. Whenever I talk about... So, like, in the gym the other day, we were talking about, like, choosing your songs when you're working out. And um, I was like, well, I always go Beastie Boys, but I'm from New York. or something. I never really knew Dolly Parton until I moved to Tennessee. I'd never heard Which the song Jolene. Unbelievable I was me. like, I knew 9 to 5, but that's it. But, like, up in New York, you get the Beastie Boys. You get Bruce Springsteen. You get Billy Joel. You move to L.A., you get Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sublime. Those are always my examples. That's so funny. No Doubt is always on the radio there still, right? Like, I love No Doubt. Mixed with, like, a little Tupac, maybe. Um, what would you like your epitaph to say? Did her best. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. She did her, did her best. And we'll just know that. Can, you, can we go back to the reboot? Is there a reboot uh, that you feel like, or a show you think, feel like they shouldn't have rebooted? Maybe. The, the Hills. You should have just let that one lie. <laughs> that's so good. All right. We have a few this or that questions to ask you. Amanda will ask you those. Okay. Rose or Froze? Oh, Rose. (laughs) (laughs) Or neither. It could be neither. Neither? Yeah, neither. Neither. (laughs) Uh, Read the book or watch the movie? Read the book. Mm. Drive or be driven? Mm. Uh, Drive. 
even though you live in New York? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about. No, I agree. When I lived in New York, I, it was actually my favorite thing to do was to drive in New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a car here, but I don't drive so frequently that like it's a pleasure to drive. I think if you can drive the streets of New York City, you can survive anywhere. I really believe that. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. Brunch or happy hour? Mm, happy hour. Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Nice. Well, that's it. That's what. Oh, wait, we have to ask you one question. You got your phone in front of you. We got in trouble uh, because we missed a few episodes. We forgot to ask people this question and our our listeners were very upset with us. Um, So if you have your phone in front of you and you look at your mail emoji or your whatever you call it. Email. Yeah, your email um, little app. And it's got that little red dot of how many unread you got there. Tell us what that number says, if you would, so we can judge you. Um, (laughs) 15,427. Oh, no. You're Amanda's people's. You're, well, we're we very rare. Text messages and 944 missed <gasps> calls. 944 missed calls? She beat yeah. me on phone calls. Lo, do you want me to come up there and help you? No, don't let no, her know. I, mean, I don't want to talk to anybody is the thing. No, but I just <laughs> want to help you clear it out. She is my people. I just want to help you clear it out. Let her be who she is. Wait, you said you have 45 people working in your account. Can we get one just to clear your email? No. <laughs> no. Love her for but who she is. <laughs> slack me. Send me a slack. <laughs> or maybe text me and maybe I'll respond. But like, <laughs> good to know. I'm not the easiest gal to get a hold of. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, but that's good to know. Let's see if Amanda. What, Amanda, what are you at? <sighs> okay, the emails are at thirty-seven thousand three hundred eighty-five. So she's got you beat, low. So yeah. I'm at emails. I'm at eighty-six. Text messages. I only got six missed. I have twenty-eight, wow. but I think that's why we've been sitting here. <laughs> and missed phone calls right now is at three hundred and six. <gasps> What? <laughs> I have three and it's making me crazy that I haven't called those I, people back. I don't know what to tell you. My life is is grand. Oh, I, I have no regrets. Scare me. I feel like I would need like I would probably need to be like I have to go to a retreat for a week just to clear this stuff out. The little red dots get me. You if know what? There's always just mark red. Oh my gosh. It's all good. I know, but what if you miss I'm so afraid of missing something. I don't miss things. I you don't understand. I'll go back to emails. I think I went back to an email from two years ago and I apologize profusely. I am so sorry I just saw this. I will read the script right away if it's still available. <laughs> like I I hate doing that. Ugh. But do that, you ever do you feel like you miss anything from your email box? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but like but on purpose, right? Like you see it's all there, but you're not like oh. I mean, I don't know. I have, a, I have a complicated relationship with my email inbox. The reality is, is that I think that all email is now spam. And so um, like with work, we use Slack. We use like different platforms to communicate with each other because everybody's email address gets sold the day you create it. Right. right. Uh, so like the amount of spam I have in my inbox, it's it's basically just a dumpster fire in there. So yeah. like we do all of our workflow like on Slack. Oh, that's amazing. All right. I'm going to have to... See, but that's the thing, too. So I've got because I got the three kids and they're all in sports. I have an app called Band and that's for the football team. Then I have Team Reach and that's just for uh, lower school basketball. Then I have Group Me, which now has freshman moms and uh, flag football. And then I have Game Changer. And then I and then everybody wants me to check my DMs and Instagram. I'm like, I can't do all these things like they're like, why aren't you back on Twitter? Why haven't you gone on Facebook? I can't nope. do these things. You have two places to get in touch with me, usually. And that is through my email. 
If you text me, I will respond. You text very quickly, actually. I will respond. And you DM. Oh, no. It was, I was DMing you last night late, and one of our friends was, like, on it, like, responding to me immediately. <laughs> yes. And I can, I but I, and I will check my email multiple times a day. But if you call me, I'm likely not going to answer. Thanks. Sorry. I mean, I will answer Low, don't you. call her. You can but call me. <laughs> don't call me. I'll I have to feel really, guilty. I mean, I don't pick up a lot. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. There's like a handful of people in the world that I want to talk on the phone to. Same, I know, but same. if they're calling you, they love you and they need you. Or they want to sell me car insurance. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, for my circle, of course, I answer those texts. I pick up those phone calls. I make outbound phone calls, <laughs> as a matter of fact, and send outbound texts. But like, I just get so... I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> I truly, to protect my peace, I just have to like exist within... I love that. The, that Actually, scope of people, which I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah, I respect that. I totally respect that. I'm trying to be better about like telling people I work with and whatnot because I feel like everyone expects you just be always available. And, you know, at night sometimes I get bored. I'm watching the football game with my family and I like want to scroll through, you know, like I, I don't want to sit there. So I'll like dig a little too much. But for the most part, I want to be like six o'clock done. Like, don't call me. Don't write. Like, that's when I'm sitting at dinner. That's when I'm chilling. That's when I'm coming down. For, like, I kind of always wished I had a nine to five just so I could be like, this is the time I'm done with work. But these days, nobody's yeah. got a nine to five. Nobody's done with work, right? You were always. Oh, I pretty much stop working at five. Unless we're having a crisis, I stop because uh, like as, as, as a wellness business, like we mm. practice balance. So oh, like, can I need to come work for a wellness business. I know. You That's, should do I'm retreats. I'm so impressed by Can we do company? like monthly retreat? Like, a, like come for a month and like it's like a boot camp and wellness. How nice. Will yeah, you make us I mean, healthy? We, really, we, we like have great um, work from home policies, lots of vacation time. Like I, as the founder of the company, I basically have like established like what our culture is and our culture is balance. So if SAG so, uh, strikes again, um, can I come work for you? <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. you on much. that Instagram and on that TikTok. Yeah, can yeah, exactly. You let me know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you giving us so much great info and yes. chilling with us and giving us some inside dirt into the hills. Tell and- everybody where they can find your products and you. Yep. So Love Wellness is on Love Wellness on all social media, lovewellness.com, or you can find it at your local Target, Walmart, or Ulta. Amazing. Yay. Low box. I'm so thank excited. You I, y'all, I've literally made like a, a shopping cart. Oh, I'm about As to. As we've been sitting here, I'm like, oh, I want that. <laughs> As soon as we say goodbye, I am shopping. So thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Everyone go check out Love Wellness. Thanks, everybody. Womanette. What? Womanette binge.